and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one thoughtful page of Talmud every day. And in today's stuff, Tanit 4, well, a question we haven't heard before. What happens when studying Torah makes you angry? Listen to this. This Torah scholar who grows angry, it can be presumed that it is his Torah study that angers him. Therefore, he must be given the benefit of the doubt, as it is stated, is not my word like fire, says the Lord. And similarly, Rav Ashi said, any Torah scholar who is not as hard as iron, but is indecisive and wavers, he is not a Torah scholar, as it is stated in the same verse, and as a hammer that breaks rock in pieces. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show one of my absolute favorite rabbis and people, a scholar of Torah who is very serious in his knowledge, yet, unlike what Rav Ashi suggests, is a very peaceful and peace-loving man. Welcome, Rabbi Jeremy Kalmanowski. Thank you, Leo Leibowitz. Thanks for having me on the show. You know, I read those lines, and obviously they appeal to a bearded blowhard like myself, that a scholar of Torah must be hard as iron. But I know from you, from having had the the schus, as they say, the the opportunity, the the privilege of of, of studying at your feet, that there's a different way of studying Torah, one that is much more peaceful and welcoming. So, so tell us, do you agree with what Rav Ashi is saying? Can Torah, should Torah make you angry? Well, I think it's like almost every passage in the Talmud with its distinct vocabulary and diction. There's a lot of ambiguity here. First of all, the text will go on and Ravina, the slightly junior figure to Rav Ashi, will come along and say, there are good qualities to rigidity. There are good qualities to toughness, but still a person should train themselves in the virtue of gentleness. You should try to teach yourself how to be gentle. One of the interpretations of the Kasheke Barzel, being as hard as iron, includes the idea of actually restraining your anger. I, think, I don't think this is the simple meaning. I think the simple meaning is as you have it. Sometimes you have to be really mad. But one of the interpretations, because there are so many other passages in the Talmud that speak with great vigor against anger. Uh, there's a, a way of interpreting this passage that harmonizes this one with those other ones and says, no, 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 no. Sometimes you might be angry, but you should be kasheke barzel. You should be so self-controlled, self-possessed, tough as iron, that even if your feelings are getting away from you, hang in there and control them. I, I admit, I don't think that that's what this passage says. I think this passage says that sometimes you, you do let your feelings get away from you. By the way, you, you read us the standard translation here about the Torah scholar who grows angry. Our passage actually calls that person a Tsurba Mirabanan, which is the technical term for a junior scholar. A Tsurba Mirabanan is not a senior scholar. You know, it's not a beginner, but it's one of the Yingerman, one of the, I don't know, teenagers perhaps. And I think that this text is saying something like the gap between the ideal vision of Torah and the imperfect world, the crooked timber of the world, can sometimes make you mad. If you look at the world and, and you have a vision for what holiness should be like, what justice should be like, what ethics or virtue should be like, and you look at the world and the world doesn't seem to manifest the order that the Torah holds up as, as a, an ideal vision, you get mad at the world. And I actually think that that's a reasonable description of a tzorba mirabana. That's a reasonable description of a junior person who is in love with the Torah 
and has not yet learned to love the world. As we used to say in the 60s, if you're not mad, you're not paying attention. The claim here is something like that. If you're not mad, you're not paying attention to the gap between the ideal and the very, very imperfect reality. And, and, and I understand that reaction, but I think that there is a way that people can love the Torah at the expense of loving the world, and that's not a way to go. So I, I am very, very inclined to say that the mature relationship, not that Sorba Mirabanan, but the mature relationship doesn't let yourself get mad at the world. It breeds in you a kind of gentleness, like, like Ravina suggests, the nichuta, that enables you to love the world in its slow and imperfect and stammering approach to what the Torah is actually teaching us. Men said a lot. Rabbi Jeremy Kalmanovsky, thank you so much for that peaceful and calming message. Thank you for inviting me. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>